Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Five. Flashlight, check. Two belt, check. Attitude, check. He's going in. Joe Suchere. All right, let me go through some headlines and then posit my theory. All right? Here are the eight subheads above the main headline on today's Drudge Report. The main headline being Israel down Syrian warplane. That's a that's a significant story. I would I would agree. Many parts of the world are powder kegs, and it has nothing to do with the temperature. But their eight subheads above that headline are as follows: Southwest sizzles as temps near 120 degrees. Californians asked to turn off lights. Grid could buckle. Stay indoors. Explosion in cockroach infestations. Arizona expects historic energy usage. Waco sets all-time record temp. Worst since Dust Bowl, question mark, live heat map. All right, I'll come back to that. Daily News. I'm, I'm sorry, uh, the Daily Mail. The Daily Mail has no political ideology. They, they essentially have no narrative or agenda. They're just uh, a fantasy stop and uh, to get computer clicks. Very thorough, too. So they'll, a lot of photography, yeah. yeah. And here's there. The summer the world caught fire. <laughs> Stunning interactive map reveals how record temperatures are being recorded all over the globe. Uh, interactive map pulls together data crunched by some of the world's most powerful weather supercomputers. The weather is updated every three hours. Experts say climate change likely played a part in the recent heat wave. However, a weak jet stream and high temperatures in the Atlantic Ocean have also contributed to the global heat. Then... Uh, from the always reliable Minnesota Public Radio. And really, anyone with common sense would have not written this. Study, colon, warming Earth leading to more suicides. Okay, and this this is the thought that occurred to me. Huh? This is the thought that occurred to me. Reason cannot compete with hysteria. Imagine yourself walking in downtown Minneapolis at one in the morning. And you come across a group of brawling youth. Okay. And you you want to stop this and you want to help and you want to prevent these kids from hurting each other. So you wade in there and you attempt to exert reason. You're not going to. No, you're going to get. You're going to end up getting beat up. Mm-hmm. Reason cannot compete with hysteria. So introduce reason to all of these headlines. For example, uh, Arizona expects historic energy usage. Wouldn't it stand to reason that the energy usage would be historic because there's more people now needing the energy? That's fair. All right. These aren't weather extremes. It's been hot before. And it gets hot in Arizona. If you told me if next January, this coming January, we have three days in a row where it's 87 degrees on January 10, 11, and 12. 
I will agree with anyone who wants to call that a weather extreme. Or right now in Waco, Texas, if they were on the third straight day of uh, weather that did not exceed 38 degrees, I would say, yes, you have a weather extreme on your hand. But reason cannot compete with hysteria. For example, and I've done this before, Let's here's from the Washington Post. Uh, the temperature at UCLA soared to 111 degrees, the hottest ever recorded there, surpassing the previous record of 109 degrees set September 20, 1939. Wow. Okay. And I'm going to acknowledge something in hopes of, enlist, of enlisting reason, reasoning. It's, it's no more meaningful for me to point out that in 1939, it was 109 degrees at UCLA. It's no more meaningful for me to point that out as evidence of anything than it is to tell me with hysteria that it was just 111 degrees at UCLA. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I'm here to acknowledge, uh, I can go and find you all the sense whens in the world, but it doesn't seem to be making a dent in the true believers. But the point of it is, it's all happened before. Plus, the window of history is so so short, we have no idea what temperatures were over the last three, four hundred, five hundred years. I guess you could studying tree rings. The the weather records at UCLA, for example, date to only 1933, but in 1939 it was 109 degrees at UCLA, and just the other day it was 111. So two degrees difference. I I would argue that's insignificant. But it's offered hysterically now. It wasn't offered hysterically in 1939. You know, you mentioned a while ago that pay attention to the national nightly news. And I forget the percentage you laid out, but it's almost always led with some type of weather event. David Muir tonight on ABC will lead with the news. Uh, will lead with hot weather in the West. And uh, significant rainfall in the east. In the northeast, yep. And these will be offered as weather extremes. And the clear, clear, clear insinuation is that this is all man-made. There being no evidence of that. There being no evidence of that whatsoever. Uh, so, here. Waco. Let's go to Waco, Texas. Let's for a do it. Okay, Waco. At 114, Waco sets all-time temperature record. Okay. Uh, previously, the record was 112, 50 years ago. It's meaningless for me to point that out. Because there's nothing significant about the fact that it was 112 degrees in Waco in August 1969 at the Waco Regional Airport. So it's just as meaningless to point out to me that today it was two degrees warmer than it was in 1969. It means nothing. What's the temperature supposed to be? By the way, it rained in Phoenix this morning, I think. Uh, where is it? Oh. So I've done this before, and again, with reason... A different approach. With reason, I'm pointing out that the following are are as meaningless as tonight David Muir going on breathlessly to tell me how hot it is in L.A. Uh, let's go to California. 
The record in California is 134 degrees July 10, 1913 at Greenland Ranch. Pick, give me a state. Uh, let's go. Let's, you know what? Let's stay down there. Let's go to New Mexico. Want to go to New Mexico? Yeah, why not? Uh, New Mexico. Uh, 1994, 122 degrees at Waste Isolation Pilot Plant. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Lovely this time of year. Minnesota, 115 degrees in Beardsley, July 29th, 1917. Where's Beardsley? I don't know. I think it's west. Mm. Holly Springs, Mississippi, where Mike Lynn was from, or had a plantation. 115 degrees, July 29, 1930. Uh, where are we? Let's go to Texas, because Texas is in the news pretty much. Seymour, Texas, and Monahans, Texas, 120 degrees on August 12, 1936, and June 28, 19, uh, 1994. Vermont. Vernon, Vermont hit 105 degrees in July 4, 1911. Here's my point. What's your point? Of course there will be demands on power grids because millions and millions... Well, let me go back to Arizona. Because millions and millions of people live in Arizona where they once did not live and thus there would have been no demand on a power grid. Millions and millions and millions and millions of people live in California. So uh, asking to turn off the lights to uh, conserve power would be far more uh, a legitimate request today than it would have been on July 10, 1913, when California hit its all-time record. So these hot temperatures affect power grids because power grids are accommodating an increasing population. Part of what drives the mystery is that Mysterians don't like people and they would offer up an increasing population as part of the problem facing the world. But the problem isn't a problem. Mm -hmm. Waco, Texas, 114, but it was 111 in 1969. When, when that 100 and, uh, I'm sorry, it was 112 in August 1969 at Waco Regional Airport. That would not have made national news. No. And would not have led any network nightly news. It had not yet become part of the agenda of news gathering institutions to advocate the idea that man is responsible for a changing climate. No, they're, they're wrong. The, the initial premise is wrong. I believe that the climate changes. It always has. But you telling me today that it was 114 in Waco does nothing to tell me that there's climate change. That's an insignificant statistic because I can turn around and tell you, well, yeah, it was 112 there in 1969. And you telling me that it's 111 today at UCLA, I can tell you, well, it's 109 in 1939, both meaningless. They don't indicate anything except it's hot and it's the middle of summer. We had a listener in Arizona, Thomas, mm -hmm. sent us the Dash video, mm -hmm. listening to Joe and Pat during sports talk, 115 degrees. Yeah. He's like, hey, guess what? It's summer. That's what happens in Arizona. Mm -hmm. It's on the uh, sports talk page if you want to see it. All right. 
And you can go look up these weather records till you're blue in the face. They and, got them, and and it doesn't it doesn't seem to mean much to people because reason cannot compete with hysteria. And so long as news gathering institutions have it as part of their dynamic, part of their template, it is their agenda to advocate for hysteria. Reason cannot compete with that. Mm-hmm. And what here's why I'm opposed to buying into the hysteria. A, the climate's always changed. And what can come of the hysteria is only more and more government intervention in your life. And these morons we have running this country, be they Republicans or Democrats, they know no more about the environment than you or me. No. But they can create new revenue streams. They can create new regulations. They can bring about new ways to lead your life, all under the pretense of saving the earth, which will have nothing to do with saving the earth. This has all happened before, and it will all happen again. Just a moment. You'll learn more here by accident than elsewhere by design. Here's Joe Suchere. Yes, John. Well, you know, one year ago, I was in uh, uh, Badwater Creek in Death Valley. It was 126 degrees. Okay. You know what? That's why it's called Death Valley, by the way. It was hot in Death Valley, and that's why they call it that. (laughs) That's right. You stepped on my line. Thank you very much. Way to go, Ingie. Yeah, boy. All right, thank you. If it's 28 to 32 degrees below zero for a stretch next January, don't tell me here. Don't tell me it's a weather extreme. It gets cold here. It, it, it's happened. That's what she do. If it, if it gets to be 58 below in Tower, Minnesota next January, don't tell me it's a weather extreme. It's been 60 below in Tower, Minnesota as recently as 1996. How about... Uh, if it gets to be 114 in Minnesota uh, next week, don't tell me it's an extreme. The record's Beardsley, Minnesota, 1917, 115 degrees. Again, hear me out, euphorians. I agree. Because people are pounding the dashboards of their uh, Priuses right now. I agree. It's meaningless for me to point that out. But it's just as meaningless for you to cling to hysteria because it's hot today in Los Angeles. All right. What if 30 days from today, which would be uh, August 24, in Falcon Heights, Yep. what if it's 100 degrees? Not an extreme. Here we are. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> 30 days from now. Here we go. If it's 100 degrees in Falcon Heights, that'd be good state fair weather. I find this NPR nonsense irresponsible. Warming Earth leading to more suicides. This is, of course, based on a study. From Stanford University, where a team looked at data back to the 60s and factored in confounding things like air conditioning, income level, and gun ownership... And it has found that a monthly rise in a temperature of one degree Celsius leads to about a one to two percent increase in the suicide rate, said Dr. Marshall Burke, assistant professor of Earth System Science at Stanford. Gun ownership. What? What? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't even want to read this. It's just. It's just. 
Higher temperatures are clearly not the only, nor the most important risk factor for suicide, Burke said. Well, then why in the hell are you babbling about it? Right. But our findings suggest that warming can have a surprisingly large impact on suicide risk, and this matters for both our understanding of mental health as well as for what we should expect as temperatures continue to warm. They're not necessarily continuing to warm. You really do have a at the hardcore center of this movement people who actually think they must know what the temperature is supposed to be. It's a gorgeous day today in Minnesota. I don't know what it's supposed to be, but it's 82. Jim writes, when I was a kid growing up in the 60s, Needles, California was in the news all the time because it was over 110 degrees there. Seemingly often, but it should be. It's the Mojave Desert. Right, and it wasn't, it was in the news as a as a novelty. Right. Look at those suckers with 110. Hey, there they are. We're going to Minnetonka and dive in. It's only 82. <laughs> so, the problem we face is attempting to to maintain reason in the face of an onslaught of hysteria. And I I'm afraid it can't be done. I can't combat the power of ABC Nightly News. And those stories are being presented because it's obviously getting them attention. Otherwise, they wouldn't continue to do it. I cannot combat the power of cable 24-hour cable news networks, where I rarely, if ever, hear anyone introduce this idea of having reason having to compete with hysteria. It's not a weather extreme if it's happened before. Freezing temperatures in Waco, Texas today would be a weather extreme. The fact that it's two degrees warmer on this day than it was in 1969 is not a weather extreme. Words mean something, but we've lost that. And reason competing with hysteria is losing in many, in many boxing rings. Not just in this climate debate. It's losing... It's losing everywhere you look. It's mm-hmm. losing culturally. It's losing academically. It's losing in the entertainment industry. It's losing in the political class. Reason is losing to hysteria because nobody wants to think for themselves, if, especially Mysterians. You got to be in the club. You got to think a certain way. And you got to think that evil Americans, most principally white male Americans, are responsible for the fact that it was 114 degrees in Waco, Texas. Because I used to be a lesbian feminist activist. That's right. But now I've transformed. Yep. And now I see women are more problematic than I used to think they were. And I'm mansplaining too much. And, and I'm, uh, I have white heterosexual privilege. Uh, we'll be back shortly. Commencing Garage Logic segment number eight. John Knight. I just, I have to, I love that lyric. I do too. Sunny and 82 degrees. Twins took the opener in the series against the Blue Jays last night. They'll play again tonight in Canada. Jose Barrios for the Twins. Lefty Ryan Baruki goes for Toronto. He was a long one last night. Well, 
when your starting pitcher uh, I knew you'd have a comment throws ninety what was it Johnny ninety six and five and a third yeah a including walking the leadoff batter with a seven run lead oh that twice me nuts it drives me crazy throw the bleeping ball over the plate this game is not that, that complicated game went three eighteen that's not too bad but it was the first five that took forever. Right. The Lynx uh, have one more game before the All-Star game. The All-Star game is being played here this year, and they will do that Saturday afternoon. Tonight, the Lynx wrap up this part of the season with the game at the Target Center against the New York Liberty. Today is the day rookies report for training camp for the Vikings. Then uh, things will get underway for everyone tomorrow. Oh, it's a bad sign. That means fall is not that far away. Of course, we're only a month away from the fair. But Thursday. Bah. Thursday is uh, four weeks from the start of the fair. Okay, bro. Uh, The Vikings did announce today they are canceling training camp practice on Friday so the team can attend a memorial service for offensive line coach Tony Sperano. Sperano dying of natural causes Sunday morning. News notes from today. A Pelican Rapids man now charged with kidnapping and criminal sexual conduct, among other charges, in the abduction of 34-year-old Amber Simonson this weekend. According to court records, 39-year-old Anthony Dale Rankolev, who is a registered sex offender, faces eight felony charges. Those charges are... Three counts of criminal sexual conduct, kidnapping, first-degree burglary with dangerous weapon, false imprisonment, possessing ammo or firearm, conviction or adjudicated delinquent for crime of violence, and fleeing police. Simonson was home alone with her four kids in rural Fergus Falls when a stranger wearing a mask and holding a weapon snuck into the garage through an unlocked basement door into the home and confronted the boys. The intruder then abducted Simonson at gunpoint, forced her into his truck, and drove off. The boys called their father. He called 911. Police eventually captured him. Poor kids. My God. And again, why was this guy out? I have no idea. Authorities in South Dakota are seeking an escaped inmate who was released from the jail by mistake, according to a release from the Minnehaha County Sheriff's Office. The man's identified as 26-year-old Adrian Watson. The release says there were two inmates in custody, uh, in custody with similar names. Eh, and, close enough. Let this guy out. <laughs> what? That, that Watson was not supposed to be released. He is facing charges for second-degree robbery, simple assault, second-degree petty theft, and second-degree intentional damage. He's described as six feet tall, weighing 145 pounds. If you have any information, you are asked to call the Minnehaha County Sheriff's If office. you see him, let us know. <laughs> wow. Trump administration crafting a $12 billion emergency aid package to help farmers affected by tariffs on their crops. That, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture today, uh, not everyone likes the plan. Nebraska Senator Ben Sasse, a Republican, criticized what he's calling a bailout, then criticized the administration's underlying trade policy that caused it. Also, Republican Senator Bob Corker characterized it by saying, you have a terrible policy that sends farmers to the poorhouse, Then you put them on welfare and borrow the money from other countries. He said it's hard to believe there isn't an outright revolt right now in Congress. Israel shot down. I agree with Sassy. Israel shot down a Syrian fighter jet it said had breached its airspace today as Syrian forces reached the Golan Heights frontier for the first time in seven years. The Israeli military said it monitored the advance of the Syrian Sukhoi fighter jet and shot it down with a pair of Patriot missiles after it penetrated Israeli airspace by about 1.2 miles. Syrian forces have been battling rebels in Islamic State of Iraq and Syria militants at the frontier with Israel in recent weeks. Today marked the first time that government forces reached the border fence with the U.N.'s disengagement observer force at the edge of the Israeli-occupied Golan Heights. It was the first time Israel shot down a Syrian jet in four years. 
Wildfires raging through seaside resorts near the Greek capital of Athens, torching homes, cars, and forests. Those fires have killed now at least 74 people, according to authorities. 26 of the dead were found huddled together in a compound, while a few bodies were recovered from the sea where they had fled to escape the flames and smoke. Greece endures wildfires every summer, but the fires that broke out Monday were the deadliest to hit the country since 2007. Fueled by gale force winds, they trapped hundreds of people on beaches, roads, and in homes. Prime Minister Alexis Tsipras declared three days of national mourning. There were fears the death toll could rise even further as there were no definitive counts on how many people were missing. Although the fires had largely died out by this afternoon, there were still a few burning lightly. Hundreds of firefighters aided by water-dropping aircraft tackling the remaining areas in the two main blazes near the capital. One was northeast of Athens near Rafina, where most of the casualties appears to have occurred, while the other was about 30 miles west of Athens, where some flare-ups were reported Tuesday afternoon. Four other fires burning in other parts of the country, including near Corinth and on the island of Crete. In 2015, there were 205.4 million traditional pay television subscribers in the U.S., but a new study says by 2022, that number number will have fallen to just 169 million. Is that because of cord cutting? That's correct, Joe. Mm-hmm. The projection for the number of Americans who are cutting the cord on their cable and satellite TV services is growing, according to the report from eMarketer released today. Hope you're happy, John. The firm says, I'm very happy with mine. The research firm says that by the end of the year, the number of adults who have canceled their traditional TV service and continue without one will reach 33 million uh, they had predicted earlier that it would only be about $26 million this year. On a percentage basis, 32.8% of American adults will have ditched their cable and satellite TV services by the end of this year in order to embrace over-the-top streaming services like Amazon Prime, Hulu, or Netflix, or a combination of those services. All right, but check this out. At risk of giving Joe an aneurysm oh, here. Yeah. Well, but for, the, for cost purposes, you yeah. still have to have you know, internet connection when you want to have one of those streaming well, services. Chris, everybody in America except you has an internet connection at their house. No, I have internet. It's on my, my y- cell yes, phone. Yes, but everybody has it in their house no, except No, you. not everybody. You don't have Wi-Fi in your house? No, I just have, I have internet right here. Boom, on my phone. But that, that, that doesn't do you any good if you want to run a laptop or a iPad or a computer. Or but if I want to go online, I use my phone. Okay. Well, my here's my point. How much more money are you saving as opposed to the way I do it, where I just have a satellite dish and I don't have internet service? But we're basically but paying the same amount of money in America, except you is no. without internet service. No, no I, I disagree with that. And you got to kill hillbillies in Kentucky. Yeah, have ex- internet ex- service. Thank you, Joe. Hey, Ma, look at that tractor. Uh huh. <laughs> and plus, of course, now with your kids getting older and being in school, you're going to have internet service in the next year or two. So. So you're not saving any money. You're spending more money. Thank no. you. You know the term hillbilly is an English derivative? Really? Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Meaning? I could, I could go into it deeply for you someday. It's a great term mm-hmm. in many ways. Well, one of the great baseball player names of all time was Emil Hillbilly Bill Dilly. Bill Dilly, yeah. <laughs> Emil Bill Dilly. Hmm. Tough to say, too. Emil Hillbilly Bill Dilly. I think I just made my point, though. Here's a sports hero, Emil... <laughs> Carol, <laughs> Billy, Dilly, oh, Billy Dilly. Dilly. Oh, no, I you, uh, you don't have to stay awake to work as a mattress firm intern. The company said last week it's hiring what it's calling a snooze turn to help the social media team tease product launches and assist customers in selecting the ideal bed. Hello? 
Emil Hill Billy Bill Dilly. Hello? Yes, I'm here, Emil. The uh, job is part-time, uh-huh. but it is paid. You have to be 18 or So old. you go in there and sleep, huh, That's, John? You have to be... Oh, I bet they're the, getting flooded. The job description says you have to be proficient in napping, regardless of time of See, day. See, I would not be able to get that job. That's right. You don't, you don't like to nap. nap. You don't oh, nap. Man. But it's not only I don't like to, I can't. I don't know how. If it's hmm. light out, you have an issue. I gotta, I gotta be outside. What if it's... You know, a summer, a nice summer night, and you want to get to bed early. Can you do that? Oh, God, no. Really? No. Mm. I ain't wasting that daylight. No. I might miss something in the sky like the <laughs> blood moon. God, the moon. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores. Sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. Here's Dave Dahl. Thank you, Joe. We're still at 82 degrees. Didn't warm up the last hour, but I think over the next couple of hours, we'll get up close to 85 for the afternoon high. Mostly clear skies tonight, down to 65. Very comfortable night tonight. And then tomorrow, some morning and early afternoon thunderstorms. Right now, it appears though they'll arrive sometime between about 9 and 10 a.m. here in the eastern part of the state. And last through about 1 or 2 in the afternoon, and then gradually uh, clearing conditions after that. 76 for the cooler high tomorrow. Southwest winds around 5 to 10. And then partly cloudy and cooler still on Thursday, 72 for the high. We're back in the mid to upper 70s, though, Friday through the weekend. Some isolated showers and storms could pop up Saturday and Sunday, but at this point it looks like they'll be few and far between. So the best chance for rain probably comes our way mid to late morning tomorrow through the early afternoon, and then it settles down after that. Right now it's 82, Joe, and I have the records for the day. July 24. 104. 104. 1941. 1941. 49. 49. And 1891. 1891. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Say, we, of course, are blessed to have our own geologist on the staff, Stacy. Stacy, yeah. Well, we have a lake detective. We got a, We got everybody. We got, we got stuff. It, we got you covered. Mm-hmm. Okay, she just, just emailed this. A big one related to the ongoing eruption in Hawaii. A 5.6 volcanic eruption island of Hawaii uh, just now. There's mm-hmm. something going on with Mother. Wait a minute. Mother got... Got intestinal problems. So we just had one. Was it this morning? You said or San or Francisco? Li- she just had one off the coast of San Francisco. Oh boy. Well, don't worry. We we have her on the case. Stacy Larson, an official GL geologist. The other the, a moments ago, we were mentioning the blood moon. Blood. That's the way Joe Namath would say blood. 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 I don't know why he had that uh, peculiar uh, mannerism in his speech, but it was blood. Play, play. Did he? Is this later? Where, in his where career? is he from in Pennsylvania? Um. Oh man, I should know this. Hold on. Uh, uh, and this is from the Irish News. Beaver Falls, Beaver Pennsylvania. Falls, Pennsylvania. We're we we are to be very afraid. Well, of course we are. Uh, it's it's more hysteria. Uh, the blood moon is coming, accompanied by Mars, the god of war. The longest total lunar eclipse of the 21st century is expected to occur this Friday. As it lines up with the Earth and Sun, the rising full moon will darken and change from silver to rusty or dreadful blood red. The phenomenon struck terror into our ancestors and is still seen as a portent of doom. Well, if it struck terror in our ancestors, but we're still here, why why worry about it? Yeah. 
Have you ever seen one of these pieces written from the angle of, <laughs> why don't you enjoy it? It's nature. Nature yeah, is cool. endlessly fascinating. It is. It's cool. The phenomenon struck terror into our ancestors and is still seen as a portent of doom in some parts of the world today. In fact, it is caused by sunlight being filtered through the Earth's atmosphere so that red colors predominate predominate when it reaches the lunar surface. Fiery Mars will add to the spectacle as it appears directly below the blood moon at close to its maximum brightness. There's no way I can miss this. No. Well, you How might. could I possibly miss this? You've got a history. You miss stuff. <laughs> where is it? Hey, it's out there. I want to know where it is. Where is it? Where's the blood? The last time Mars was bigger and brighter than this was in 2003, when the distance between Mars and the Earth closed to less than 56 million kilometers. I don't know how many miles that is. And if that's not enough, Skywatchers should get a glorious view of Jupiter in the southwest and have a chance of catching the International Space Station sailing overhead. This is a quartet of events. Where is she? Let's go here. You got uh, you got your blood moon. <laughs> you got your Mars. Oh, we're about to get FYI'd. You got Jupiter. Yep. And you got your International Space Station. What do you want, newsman? Joe, you're aware this will not be visible in North America, correct? <laughs> Where is she? Let's go here. That's no South America. This Middle East. This isn't for here. Over in Asia. This this is <laughs> not, not visible this, at all in North America. <laughs> this isn't here. That's correct, Joe. Sorry to be the. Uh, I was going to use this news story yesterday when I realized it wasn't visible here. Where, I thought, where is it? Where, where, I didn't want to disappoint you. So I, where? Middle East, uh, parts well, of I, Europe, Asia. Well, this isn't made clear to me. Really. It's it's in the story that uh, I. Well, I you, do you have the Irish news story? Maybe the uh, Irish. I, I maybe, don't. Maybe the Irish think we're going to see it. I, <laughs> I. I don't know where I saw the story, but well, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm. 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 Uh, you know what? Let me run out and get where it well, actually just, is visible. Well, okay. Oh, well, just a minute. Me, hold on. Okay. Here oh, we go. It's. it's uh, we're getting to the no, bottom. No, John. Here. Yeah. Where? Here. No eclipse visible in South America. Oh no! Wait. <laughs> Full eclipse visible mostly in uh, Eastern Europe and yeah. Western Asia mm-hmm. and Australia. Uh, not, <laughs> not not visible at all in uh, the United States oh, no, or Northwest oh, South America. Sorry. Central. Didn't, didn't mean to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> Pretty good show prep, Joe. Oh, boy. Good thing I was paying attention. Yeah. Well, might as well, as long as we're in the confessional nature, we looked up why we had 130,000 podcast downloads for the second hour, May 10. Uh-oh. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I wasn't here. <laughs> you were gone. You were gone. I was gone that day. Yeah. Jay, Jay Coles was here. Uh-huh. So I, that it's was, been a better day. That was disappointing to learn. <laughs> I, obviously, it had nothing to do with me. Oh, and, and we, despite our notes, uh, we don't even know what it was he was talking about. No, no. garnered no. that much attention. But I, I was a little taken aback to, when you said to me, "Wait a minute! Hey. Wait a minute! You were gone that day." Check this out. Check this out. You mean to tell me you weren't even here? We got about eight million <laughs> podcast downloads, and I was nowhere to be seen. 
nowhere to be heard, nowhere to be found. And now you're telling me that I'm going to not see the blood moon. What is coming up on the ride? <laughs> Manny's favorite thought. <laughs> well, just a minute. Now it says here. Well, for yeah. Pe- well, yeah. You people in the UK, they'll see it. Yeah, you better sit this play out there, Chief. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I, I guess we miss all four. Yeah. Uh, I was getting pretty excited about it being a foursome. Whoa. But. Uh, we don't get the blood moon. We don't get Mars. We don't get the space station. We don't get, uh, what's that other planet that might show up? Jupiter. Yeah, one of those. Jupiter. Am I on the air? Yeah. Well, you know what? I was pretty close, though. Half the world. Yeah, I wonder if I get the time in the town. Half the world, get it. Okay. Uh, here we go. Here we go. All right. Very good. I had to do it. <laughs> you know all that stuff I said about the blood moon? Forget it. Unless you're getting on a plane and heading overseas. Sanibel Jim has a great point. Oh. Well, all this cutting the cord talk because you're going to save yourself a lot of money. What? That that can't last. The the streaming services will increase their prices. Just they? like if the. Cable and satellite companies yeah. want to, they should lower theirs. That's what I'm talking about. Mm, it's called supply and demand. Uh, Viking training camp uh, opened today for rookies, apparently. Mm. And there's been a big sea change for the first time in what, more than 50 years, no longer in Mankato? It is weird. It's going to cost, I, I saw a new segment on that last night. That's going to cost a lot of the, you know, the pizza joints and bars, uh, a lot of money in Mankato. They really they really did well during that month when the Vikings were there. A lot of media members oh, being yeah. down there. Oh, yeah. But uh, everything now is in this new high-tech. There's even a, did you see the pictures? There's fireplaces in the locker room. Uh-huh. What the heck? That's a pretty nice, I haven't, I haven't set foot inside yet. TCO Performance Center. And now, apparently, what? You buy tickets to attend a spring training session? You can obtain free tickets, but it's a, I know it's a limited release for every, because they want to be able to let everybody enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I believe that the training camp tickets, there are VIP ones that are an additional cost. 1500 ESPN is KSTP St. Paul, Minneapolis. It's 82, and uh, forget everything I told you about the blood moon. I guess we live in the wrong part of the world.